What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report, brought to you by the radio people. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer for Dutch Woods Football on nine, The Legend. And normally in that open, I will say this is your weekly look at all things high school football and Wiregrass. Of course, we are in the offseason, so not weekly. This is a special edition of the podcast. And Happy New Year to everybody listening. Hope you had a great holiday season. It was before Thanksgiving since last time I got to talk to you guys. And uh, missed you. Missed talking to you guys. And got a fun special edition here at the podcast today. I'm going to be joined by new Dothan Wolves head coach, Jed Kennedy. Of course, he was the defensive coordinator and assistant coach over at Enterprise coming over to the Dothan Wolves. And we will talk about uh, what stood out. Why did he want to take the Dothan job? What to expect out of the team? The reaction from his first meeting with the team. We'll talk some coaching staff stuff and some some cool stuff uh, with Coach Kennedy about him taking over the Dothan Wolves football program. Then after that, can't be a Wiregrass High School football port without me going around the Wiregrass and look at the realignment for the regions uh, that happened a couple weeks ago. So go over that too as well. Before I do that, let's go and find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. We'll read it on a future edition of the show. You can also check out the podcast over on the 95.5 TVY, 96.9 The Legend, and also 106.7 KMX app. So download the apps. Podcast is very easy to find there as well. You can always email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Now let's chat with the new head coach of Dothan Wolves, Jed Kennedy. Everybody joining me on this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report is the new Dothan Wolves head coach, uh, Jed Kennedy. And uh, Coach Kennedy, I appreciate you you're taking the time and uh, coming on here a few minutes. Yeah, I appreciate you having me and excited to talk some Wolves football. Yeah, forget all of that. You know, we're coming to you. This is the beginning of the year. Uh, how are your holidays? It was good. Got a chance to, uh, you know, obviously it's been a crazy December um, with, with taking the job at Dothan, but got a chance to go back home to Milwaukee um, for about five days and see family and got back early in the week and just getting excited to get back on campus on Monday and, and, and get around the kids full time starting Tuesday. Yeah, I know uh, I hired on December the 13th. So like I said, a, a busy month of December for you with the holidays and, you know, in with that. Uh, just uh, with this Dothan Wolf job, uh, what, what stood out the most to you that made you want to, to take the job? You know, I think, you know, the, the big thing was is you know, I think really two things. Number one, um, you know, with being at Enterprise as the, the assistant head coach and the defensive coordinator, really had an up-close look at him, um, the job, um, being a region opponent. So I saw, you know, what you know my um, what I thought the potential of the job was. But really the big thing was after sitting down with um, Coach Noble and, and Dr. Cohen just under um, – just listening to them and, and, and hearing their vision of the what they want the football program to look like and how it matched with, with, with how I believe that you build a football program. Those are really things. And once after that happened, I was, um, you know, just really hoping that I was going to get an opportunity to be the next leader of the, of the Wolves. Uh, how was it uh, that first time you, you got to be in front of the team? You know, it was there, there was really two opportunities. You know, the first one was the, the night of the – the, the that, that I was introduced at the school board, um, where I was approved at the school board, they had their banquet. So I just talked to the kids 
for maybe five or six minutes and really wasn't a lot about what the direction was moving forward because you know a lot of the kids there were seniors from from the previous season and, and, and you want to respect them and it was a night to honor last season but the the, the next day I was there um, at school when they were lifting weights and you know, just kind of had a chance to, to introduce myself and um, I think the thing that really stuck out to me was just their their hunger and their desire to do things the way I want them to be done. And, uh, you know, I think the potential for the football program is, um, you know, really, really the sky's the limit, but potential is a scary word. Um, you know, potential is what you're capable of doing. It doesn't mean that, that you're going to do that. There's a lot of work that goes um, into making those things happen. But if I didn't think that, you know, we could win a lot of football games at Dothan, um, I certainly would not have ever taken the job. I know, and uh, you got the chance, to, and then I saw on the news and everything. You got the chance to be in front of the, the student body, then the pep rally. How was that like being in front of the whole crowd like that? You know, that was you know that was awesome. I think that you know, anytime you have a chance to get in front of people and have them see you and, and have you see them is um, awesome. I think the thing that's been just neat is just everybody I've talked to, just the excitement, and I could tell the excitement in the student body. I've been a head coach for fourteen years, um, so it certainly wasn't my you know first time being able to do those things, but. I can tell you, I've been I've been excited for the last two weeks. I didn't really at any time in my coaching career, and um, you know, I just see a, a community that's hungry for a winner, and and uh, uh, you know, players that are just hungry to you know to do things the right way, and, and, and you know, have a football program and a football team that people can be proud of. You know, of course, you know, before Enterprise, you come from, you know, Wisconsin. Any other places you've been in Florida, been Illinois. Just uh, what, what's your overall just uh, uh, viewpoints or, you know, your experience in the Wiregrass these last three years when it comes to, you know, the football fans, just the community overall? Yeah, well, we, um, you know, I've been a, you know, I've kind of, I come from a, a, a coaching family. Uh, my uncle, you know, has won seven state titles, been national coach of the year. So I've just kind of, you know, grown up, grown up around, you know, the game my whole life and, um, you know, been a, been a part of some very successful football programs and, you know we were state champions in 2011 and state runners up in 2017 and 2018 i had a unique opportunity to come down here i've known rick darlington for probably 20 years when he was selected as the head coach at enterprise um he said i won't take the job if i can't get jed to come down with me and that was you know a great honor for me for him to you know put uh um, i guess to think of me as you know that type of coach to bring in and um, you know, we just fell in love with the Wiregrass when we moved down here. We love the weather. We love the people. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, we love the beach. It's close enough where you can go to the beach really whatever time you want. You know, really, you know, we've had a couple opportunities, um, my family, the last couple of years to take some other jobs in the, the state of Alabama. And we really haven't even thought about it. Um, we love this part of the country. We love this part of the state. And, um, you know, just glad that we can continue to live here and, and put our stamp on, you know, not only Dothan football, but, but the community of Dothan. You know, obviously in the same region as Dothan, and even the first year with Dothan, you know, was the Wolves. Enterprise doesn't play that year, you know, Dothan was in 6A. Going up against Dothan, did that have any influence, too? Like, you kind of had an idea on the, the, the type of players that were over, over at Dothan, too. Did I have any uh, any part of that going to your mind when it comes to taking the job? Oh, it had a huge influence. I mean, you know, there, there's no lack of talent um, in Dothan, and um, there's no tack of lack of talent on the roster. Um, you know, so I think, you know, we looked at, you know, when, when we thought about, you know, applying for the job and taking the job, you know, really, you know, what is the ceiling? And I think there's a great ceiling 
um, over at Dothan. And I think that, you know, obviously there's a lot of talent, you know, with that being said, you know, we've got to get stronger. That's been the one kind of, you know, there's two things I've noticed, you know, we've got to become more disciplined and we got to get stronger in the weight room. And those two things are going to pay huge dividends, um, come, you know, when you get take care of those things on the field on a Friday night, but you know, those are also things that aren't fixed overnight either. Um, so, you know, we've been, uh, you know, off to a good start here, you know, just the first week there, but, you know, just excited to get around those kids every single day um, and really institute the culture and, and, and our ways of doing things. And um, like I said, it's been, the kids have been so receptive to change. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, uh, you know, when I came down here, there was one job I said, if it ever opened up, I'm going to give myself a chance at it. And that was Dothan. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm here right now and have the ability to, to, to lead the Wolves. You know, when, when you uh, just kind of, if you could, you know, say what your philosophy is or, you know, your key things as, as a coach, what, what kind of team do you want to have on the field on Friday nights when it comes to well, the season? Well, I think, you know, first of all, when you talk about off the field, um, you know, our program is going to be relationship driven. And, um, you know, that goes with, you know, relationships with people in the community, relationships with people in the school and great, you know, relationships be the driving force of, you know, inside of the program with the players um you know we're going to be disciplined and um you know, I, I, I tell the story of the kid when I, when I first told the kids when i met them you know i said when they played enterprise last year you know i think that enterprise had 25 yards of offense and they, and, and they hadn't even run a play yet because they jumped off sides the first five plays of the game and you know to me those are all things that come back to being disciplined but you know i can you know we're gonna we're gonna play great defense and we're gonna play a very tough physical brand of football if things, you know, I think, you know, you have to, you have to run the football. Um, and when you do those things, I think if you look at any great team in the state um, who, who regularly wins, you know, they're, they're tough, they're physical, they play great defense and they can run the football when they need to. Um, uh, for you and is I mean, maybe, you know, something you can answer, maybe not, you know, you don't ready to answer yet, but just offense, what, what kind of offense are you probably trying to look to have with the Wolves? Well, well I think we're going to be multidimensional. I think, you know, number one, you got to look, it doesn't matter you know, what job you take over, you got to look at, do you have a quarterback? You know, and right now, um, just getting in, there hasn't been a kid who say, coach, this is our quarterback. This is our kid coming back. Um, so, so the, number one, we got to find a quarterback. And if, you know, and secondly, we got to develop that player. But, you know, the one thing that we do have is we do have a lot of running backs. We do have a lot of slot receivers and we have to find a way to make people cover 53 yards on the field and, and get those athletes the ball. So it, it, we're always going to be multiple, but we kind of got to get in there and see what we have, player-wise and, and and build something that can kind of fit around what, what what those players have and what they can do. But like I said, it all starts with, you know, our, our first priority is going to be to find a quarterback, I can tell you that. Well, on the defense side of the ball, what, what would you say your team's identity usually are on the defense side of the ball? You know, I think, you know, that's what I was most proud of with what we were able to do at, at Enterprise was, you know, we always weren't the, the biggest team. Um, you know, we were young this year. We started five sophomores and two freshmen the last playoff game of the year. But, you know, we're going to be multiple on defense. We're going to be based out of an odd front. But, you know, we're going to be attacking. And I think that, you know, we're, we're not going to sit back on our heels when things come to us. But, you know, we're going to we're going to bring a lot of pressure. We're going to have to be able to play man to man and and really try to create things Um you know, the, the more opportunities you create on defense result in a more possessions on offense. I think the one thing that, you know, I look as I watch film from last year, it just didn't create a lot of turnovers. And, uh, you know, to me, you do that by, you know, blitzing and doing crazy things and, you know, getting after people. And, uh, you know, so we're going to be built on aggression and effort. 
You know, uh, as as far you know, I know it's only been you know, only been uh, higher two weeks ago, but uh, uh, staff wise, uh, how's that looking uh, with uh, putting the coaching staff together? Well, that's one one thing I'm you know really excited about is I, I you know we're going to put together a staff that's going to really rival anyone in seven A. Um, I, I do have the defensive staff, um, kind of at least the headliners over there taken care of. We're going to have two defensive coordinators, co-defensive coordinators, led by Pat Cerrone. He's been a, the head coach at UW Oshkosh. Some people may be familiar with that school. They play Huntington the last few years. Um, they were national runners up two or three years ago. He's one of the a Hall of Fame coach, um, defensive-minded guy. Um, been a great friend of mine for a long time. And the second one is Rich Bettison, was a head coach down in Florida. And uh, he was my defensive coordinator. was a head coach at Edgewater and then ended up taking over the job. And um, He's just a um, – he was a linebacker at Virginia and spent some time coaching at Georgia Tech. And uh, just, a, just a great football mind. He's a tough, tough coach. He's, um, his, his teams are always extremely physical. So I think when I had the opportunity to get both of them and the fact that, you know, they know each other and uh, work so well together, I thought to me it was a no-brainer just to have those two lead the defense. Um, and offensively, we're working on building that. But, you know, there'll be a couple familiar names from the staff last year, but there'll be six or seven new coaches. All right, sounds good. Um and just you know, I, you know, as, as we are, we early January here. But as you head into you know, get to the winter and the spring onto the summer, uh, what, what's going to be some more keys uh, for the Wolves getting ready for the twenty twenty two season? You know, I think the key is you know, and it's something that you know we've always talked about other places I've been is you know I think the, the kids have to believe that we're going to be a great football program and we're going to be one of the best programs at seven. And that doesn't happen overnight. I understand that it takes a lot of work and um, you know, those types of things. But you know, if, if our kids, um, the first step of us becoming a great seven, a program is believing that we're going to be one. It's kind of, you know, it, it, believing is seeing, and, and that's obviously on my job as a head coach is to, to, to instill that belief in them. So, so, so I think it's getting the fact, you know, number one, the belief that we're going to be great. And then the second part is, you know, just going to work every single day to get better. And, um, you know, like I said, the immediate thing is we have to get stronger. We have to. And it's, um, you, you, you can't, um, you know, right now we're not strong enough to play 7A football. We're not strong enough to play the brand that I want to play. And But the good thing is, is um, those things can be changed and those things can be fixed. And, and, and I can promise you we're going to do that. You know, my final question, um, and it's something I ask every time I have a coach on for the first time, and we're out of season, but I, I would love to get your, your thoughts on this question. Just when you hear the term uh, Friday Night Football, what comes to mind for you? Well, I think for me, it's it, it's just it's community. Um, uh, it's excitement. You know, I, I just know the fact that the, the, what, what Friday Night Football did for me um, as a player, what it's done for me as a family, um, and just the, the ability to, to be able to – to, to still be involved in, in Friday nights on a level and make that as great of experience as it can for the kids that I coach. That's why ultimately why I got into this profession is a chance to the, the ability to impact kids. And, um, you know, to me, there's no better profession to impact kids than being a football coach and no better place for them to really experience the full grasp of that than on a Friday night um, football field and and you know our we're gonna make it exciting you know over at Dolphin where you know we want to get uh you know we're gonna fill those stands and you know get Rip Hughes rocking and, and, and really have a program that people want to support um that people can be proud of with how we play and, and and how we act and you know lastly a program that people want to be a part of on the field and I I know that's gonna happen and like I said it's gonna take a lot of work for us to get there but you know just certainly 
um, excited about the future. I consider myself a visionary. You know, I think that, you know, that was what I always told people when, you know, when I looked at the job, I didn't really look at what the job was. I looked at what it could be. And, um, you know, it comes from the facility upgrades and the players and, you know, the potential that it has down the road. And, and that's really what drove me um, to accepting the position was just knowing what that job can be and what, and really what it's going to be. And uh, I'm just excited to, to be a part of it. Yeah, and I can tell just from what I've seen, people are excited about you coming to the Dothan Wolves to be the next head coach. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. look forward to the next season, Coach. And I, I do appreciate you taking time out on a Sunday uh, to come on here and uh, talk about taking over to Dothan Wolves and what's to come for the future. So uh, I, I do appreciate you, you doing this and uh, taking the time. Thanks. Thanks again, and uh, go Wolves. All right, once again, thanks to Coach Kennedy for coming on this special edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report, an off-season edition, and really exciting, great things I feel coming for the Death of Wolves under Coach Kennedy. So really intrigued uh, when we get to the season, see how the Wolves do. But I uh, do appreciate you know taking the time out and come on the show. So next up, now I told you guys we're gonna do a little bit of around the Wiregrass, and what we're gonna do here now, I'm gonna go over the regions. They have changed some realignments, some regions are bigger, some regions are smaller, teams are in different spots. going to go over that real quickly to close out this edition of the show. We're going to start off 7A Region 2, which of course that's where Dothan and Enterprise, they are at. Teams that are still there are all the same. Auburn, Central Phoenix City, Dothan, Enterprise, Jeff Davis, Prattville, and Smith Station. The seven teams, they are still there, but coming in, to 7A Region 2 is Opelika and Lee Montgomery both come from 6A Region 2 last season. Opelika was 9 and 4, and Lee Montgomery was 8 3. So now that puts you at nine teams in 7A Region 2, which that means that's eight region games, which you don't have to worry about now getting two non region games. But that's going to make this region very competitive because those were two solid football teams coming in from 6A. And 6A Region 2. They did lose a team, and you follow. We'll talk about you follow in a second. But staying in 6A Region 2 is Carver Montgomery, Park Crossing, Russell County, City Lanier, Stanhope, Elmore, and Wetumpka. Coming in out of 5A Region 2 will be Pike Road, who went 14-0 this past season as the state champions. So some good teams there, a good solid region, and they are getting some high-level competition with Pike Road coming in. Now we'll jump in to 5A Region 2, staying in the region, Carroll, Charles Henderson, Greenville, Headland, and Rehoboth. And adding is the Ufala Tigers coming back down from 6A Region 2. Ufala was a staple in 5A, and they are returning back down there. Uh, they were one of the smallest schools in 6A, so it didn't take much to get them dropped back down to 5A, but they are back in 5A. 4A Region 2, now there's some, there's some changes here. Uh, the old the teams are still there. Uh, Booker T. Washington, Bullitt County, Dell County, and Geneva are all staying in 4A Region 2. The new teams uh, out of 5A Region 2 is Andalusia, 9-5, had an impressive run in the playoffs this past season. Out of 3A, they'll have Catholic Montgomery. They were in 3A Region 4. They were 13-1 last season. And Montgomery Academy out of 3A, Region 3, they were 11-4 last season. And Slocum is moving up as well from 3A Region 2. They were 8-4. Another tremendous 
year for Slocum last year, winning back-to-back 3A Region 2 titles, but they are now moving up into 4A. Speaking of 3A Region 2, uh, staying there will be Delville, Houston Academy, New Brockton, Op, Pike County, and Providence Christian. Coming into 3A Region 2, Ashford will be dropping down from 4A Region 2. They were 0-10 on the season last year. Coming along with them from the same region, Strawn, they were 7-4 last year, playoff team, so they're coming in into 4A Region 2. And Independent Northside, they went two years after jumping up from AISA. They were independent for two years. They were 3-7 and seven last year. They will be in 3A Region 2. Kind of felt like they were either going to be a 3A or a 2A program just because we really looked at who they were scheduling to kind of schedule future teams that they will be playing in region. In 2A Region 2, uh, most teams are still there, but we're going to have a couple of additions there. Abbeville, Ayrton, Cottonwood, GW Long, Geneva County, and Zion Chapel, they are all staying. The new teams in 2A Region 2, Sampson coming up from 1A Region 1 playoff team last year, 7-4, and Woodsburg drops down from 3A to 2A, and they will join uh, Region 2. They were 7-4 last year. Now, 2A Region 3, didn't talk about them a lot in the last couple of years here on the podcast, but there, there's a reason for it. I'm going to mention them here now. That region staying the same, Highland Home, Horseshoe Bend, Lafayette, Lynette, and Laverne are staying. But Barber County's coming in. They were coming up from 1A Region 4. They were 1-9 last year. Goshen drops down from 3A Region 4 and Realtown as well. Goshen was 1-9 last year, and Realtown was 6-5. And then finally, 1A Region 2, which we were doing 1A Region 1. Most of these teams, that's who they were. Now they're 1A Region 2 with the reshuffling. Uh, Brantley, Florala, Georgiana, Kinston, McKenzie, Pleasant Home, and Red Level stay uh, together. And the new teams coming in, Elba drops down from 2A Region 2. They were 10-2 last year, and so does, and so does Houston County. Uh, they were 5-5. Five last year so that is your realignment uh for the regions uh involving wiregrass teams so they're going to be very interesting some new matchups uh bigger regions smaller regions uh very interesting with a lot of the changes uh with the realignment and that's going to do it for this edition of the wiregrass high school football report do not know when there will be another one now enterprise doesn't have a coach keep an eye on that one so when enterprise gets a new coach We'll have a podcast. Either maybe we can get that coach on the show like I did with Coach Kennedy here, or, you know, Josh Boutwell from the Southie Sun. Might have to dial him up and have him come on the show when an enterprise has a new coach. But keep an eye out for that. That's why you need to stay subscribed to the Wiregrass High School Football Report because you never know when one of these podcasts is going to drop with some news that's happened in the area that we need to discuss and break down. Remember, you can follow me on social media at PJordanSCC. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also listen to the show on the 95.5 The TVY, 96.9 The Legend, and 106.7 KMX app, so please go do that as well. You can email me at sports.fieldjordan at gmail.com. Everybody has a great week, and uh, until next time.